Hi, folks. This is the Gospel of Kennison, um, personal audio journal of James Kennison. This is episode 138, brought to you the week of November 24th, 2020. Special Patreon thanks to Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. Um, hi. It's been a while. I know. <clears throat> it's my fault. Kinda. Um, so I take new medicine now and, uh, it has made me feel great, but it has made me feel, um, like sitting on a couch all day, every day for about a month now. And we had COVID. So, um, those are the reasons I haven't been doing these, these regularly. And I sat down on the 12th to do one, and um, I got about 20 minutes into it and realized I didn't have a card in my recorder, and I had been talking to nothing for 20 minutes, and that'll kind of knock the wind out of you. So anyway, hi, welcome. Um, glad to be here. Hope you're glad to be listening. Uh, you might have already just heard me say that I'm on new medication. I... I know where I left you last time I was trying out a new doctor. When the new doctor worked out great, I am no longer a uh, bipolar patient. I am now a depressed and anxiety patient. And because uh, many of you know, I had been wondering for a while, am I truly bipolar? Because I've met people that are bipolar and they don't seem to uh, have the same, or they have symptoms that I don't have. And uh, it turned out that uh, the doctor, the new doctor agreed and he has changed my medication. Why was that important? You say, well, it was important because um, with bipolar patients, it's important for them not to go manic, which is on the high end. And so you won't give them as much antidepressives so that you won't risk putting them into a manic state. Whereas if you are a, uh, if you're not manic depressive, if you're not bipolar, if you're not going to go manic, then they can afford to give you a little bit more antidepression medicine. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to definitely be, you know, listed in that category because I feel like I needed more antidepressive medicine because I was still feeling sad all the time. Well, that's that's where I'm at now, and I'm on more anti-depression medicine and a new kind. I I don't want to say what kind because I don't want to give suggestions because it works different for everybody. Every single kind of medicine works different for every kind of person. Um, but it's good stuff, and it has fixed me. So for now, anyway, I don't hold out any hope that it will last forever. Because the only thing that seems to last forever is that nothing lasts forever. But um, I am no longer a sad person. And that's kind of good news, you know. Um, you know, because last time I was talking about, you know, am I enough? And uh, having a real struggle with that idea. And now I have no problem with any of that. I am not sad. I am not down on myself. Um, I don't hate myself. And uh, so basically, t 
to say that all of that had to do with my depression, not to do with anything psychological. Well, it's kind of hard to say because it's all brain related, isn't it? But it wasn't because of my thoughts. It was because of my um, chemical imbalance in my brain that was making me do the self-hate thing. So now I don't care. And all of that is gone. And it's proof that it's medication related because uh, now I feel great. And I don't hate myself. And I don't struggle with am I enough. And I know I, I, I have a good idea in my head that I can't help the way I am right now. And um, there's no sense in hating on myself for it because it's not my fault. And I would change it if I could. And, and, and I have been doing things to change what I can change and control what I can control. And um, so, you know, yay. Yay, James. We're all, we're all fans of James now. Um, so with that in mind, um, I'm not doing therapy anymore because I don't need it. Uh, I just told the lady that, you know, I, I don't want to do any more therapy and she was fine. And, uh, I mean, so I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not talking with anyone regularly because all the things I was wanting to talk about were, uh, things that just seem to have suddenly become a non-issue. I mean, what am I going to do? Sit there and bother her with, uh, sadness and, and, uh, and self-loathing and, and a lack of gumption when all of a sudden all of that stuff is, is fine. Um, so the only, the only thing that hasn't changed or actually that has changed, but I would say not for the best is that I have, um, kind of been feeling like I need to just stay in one spot in the house. Uh, and it's been that way for about a month and a half. And I just sit there and watch YouTube videos. And that's, I'm not real proud of that, but I haven't been feeling like crap about it at least, even though I probably should, you know, um, but I have been motivated at at times to do things and I've been showering regularly and, and all of the, the different things that you're supposed to do during the day. And what I find is that I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the old way of thinking in that um, I feel like things are going to be hard to do and so I don't want to do them. But then when I do them, it's like, not only is it not hard, but it's actually enjoyable. Like I enjoy taking a shower now. Um, but I still, for seven years, sh showers have been a chore and have been hard work and there's been no joy in them. And so I'm having to retrain my brain. And I, so I, I, uh, I don't want to do it. And then when I'm there, I'm like, Wow. Not only is this not a chore, it actually feels good, which is something I haven't felt in a long time. Didn't realize that depression had taken away so much that it had taken away the ability to feel good taking a shower. You know, the refreshing feeling of, of having hot water run all over your body. It's something that 
I had lost and didn't realize. Um, and that's the thing about depression is it takes all the goodness away. It makes it impossible for you to feel good. And, and it, it's at a level I never realized before. Um, and so now that that is somewhat gone or gone all the way, I guess, I'm now having to retrain myself to be willing to do things. And I have, I, um, we had some, uh, light uh, lights that had gone out in the kitchen and dining room area. Um, and, and it, it, long story short, I had changed out the switches to be, uh, um, remote switches so that we could control the fan and the, the light separately. And those switches had gone bad and I didn't know how to switch them back to normal. And so they just stayed to where we couldn't use them for a long time. Well, I called a electrician. Ugh, it was expensive. Um, but I called him and had him come out and fix them. And uh, the back, the front door needed painting on the backside. And I did that. And we needed a new lock installed on the front door. And I did that. And um, I don't remember some other odd jobs. Um, but stuff's getting done by me. And it's happening. And it's not uh, a big hairy deal. Uh, oh, oh, I shaved the dog. And I did a super cute job. I got some new scissors. And I watched some YouTube videos. And I learned how to shave down the dog without shaving down its head. And I gave her like a little teddy bear cut on the face. And, um, you know, I don't think she looks cute because I hate dogs, but the family thinks she looks cute. So, you know, she has a shape on her, on her snout and everything that looks kind of like a teddy bear. So everybody's happy with the dog and, and I'm happy that they're happy. So, uh, so yeah, I've been doing things. It's just been taking me a while and, and podcasting has been part of that. I've, I've maintained podcasting for the most part uh, with Red School Bus and that story show. Uh, that story show probably more than Red School Bus. Um, but uh, this one has been rough. And also because we had COVID come through our house. Um, I don't know how many of you guys know that. But yeah, uh, the kids got it. Um, first my daughter and then my son. And, uh, we thought we had it and Jen and I, and we got tested and we did not, but we felt like crap. So we went and got tested a few days later and we still didn't have it. And so it's weird. We had to go into quarantine for longer than our kids did, because when you have it, you only have to go into quarantine for like 10 days. And when you don't have it and you've been exposed to it, you have to go into quarantine for two weeks. And so the kids got to go back to school before we got to go to the grocery store. And uh, that was weird. And, and it, it's kind of like we're bad parents. How, how, how did we live in the same house and uh, have kids with COVID and not catch it from them? You know, do, is it, are, are we raising them like we're just sending them up to the room and, you know, you guys just stay up there and raise yourself until it's time for you to come down for dinner? You know, or what? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's kind of annoying to have not gotten it because now the kids are uh, immune, but Jen and I are not. 
And so eventually, I guess, barring some miracle drug, you know, that's supposed to be coming out here shortly, uh, then we're going to get it and have to, you know, be sick and, 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 and quarantined for 10 days or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that put a hold on me sending out stickers too, because so many of you know, I send stickers out to people that get stories read on my shows and, uh, it put a month hold on all of that because, um, I didn't want to send COVID out to everybody. (laughs) And, uh, so anyway, um, well, I, I hope you've been doing well in your lives and I hope, uh, COVID is, is staying away from you and I hope you're staying safe and I hope you're wearing your masks, even if it's annoying because it is annoying. I'll tell you, that's the one thing you forget first after being in quarantine for two weeks is you go out and you forget to put on your mask because you haven't been out at all. And then all of a sudden you're out and around people and, and I did it. I, I forgot at the post office, I was going to get stamps to send out stick, stickers to everybody. And as I'm ordering my stickers through, through a window, thankfully it was through a window. Um, I re- realized that I didn't have a mask on and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I felt like a leper all of a sudden. But, um, anyway, I, I, I got my business done and got out of there as soon as possible. So I didn't spread my leprosy to anybody because I don't have it. So, but still, still, I don't want to be one of these people that just don't care, you know? And, and that's, that's really what the bottom line is about masks is do you care about other people? Do, Do you care enough to wear a mask, even though it's a big pain in the butt? To you, do you care enough to keep your germs to yourself? You can argue about whether they work. You can argue about whether they're comfortable or not. You could argue all these different things, but the bottom line is, do you care enough about other people for that to not be an issue? And that is the bottom line. It's you and five-year-olds that don't want to wear masks, you know? So, uh, and, and me, I don't want to wear me either. But, uh, but you have to, I hate it the most because it fogs up my glasses. I'll tell you, it's terrible. I can't get them situated right to where they don't fog up my glasses, especially if it's raining outside or something like that. And it's very humid. It's, it's bad. And even when I'm driving, um, I don't, I don't wear them when I'm driving, but, um, I have had them on. And then got in the car, take, take the mask off and the glasses are still fogged and, and I have to sit there and uh wait for them to clear before i can start driving it's it's rough so you know anyway enough of that tangent so what did you do for halloween a covet halloween a lot of people probably just did normal stuff but um we have a uh an almost 13 year old and almost 16 year old so a 12 year old and a 15 year old and um they just didn't show a lot of interest in wanting to dress up this year uh, they still showed the same amount of interest in candy. So we just went to the store and bought a buttload of candy and, uh, sat at the house and, uh, and watched a scary movie, a spooky movie and, uh, nothing, nothing gross or anything where you have to be careful because scary movies like to throw in a bunch of extra junk sometimes. 
So we went for the more suspenseful kind of movie, you know, that's scary but not bad kind of deal. And it's called The Others, and it has Nicole Kidman and two kids in it. And um, and it's a good movie. You ought to check it out if you like spooky movies uh, and you haven't seen The Others. It's got a great twist at the end, uh, kind of a double twist, actually. And it's uh, it's good. And my son doesn't like anything scary. He couldn't even get through Jaws. Um and he watched this one all the way through. And if you do watch it all the way through, uh, it, it, you won't be scared. Promise. Because it's, it's cool. But uh, that's what we did for Halloween. And I uh, had a good time. Had a good time. Stole I stole some Twizzlers from the kids because they don't like them. And I love Twizzlers. And uh, not the pull and peel. Those are of the devil. Uh, the regular, you know, red vines, you know. Are fine for me, cherry flavor, and uh, got a couple of those, and I was doing good. So um, anyway, I've been watching a lot of TV and um, a lot of mostly YouTube videos. Like I said, I sit on the couch and watch YouTube videos, and I've about run out. And YouTube cannot decide, based on my watching history, it cannot decide what I am, what kind of person I am. Because I'll watch uh, tool rest- restoration videos, and it thinks, "Oh, okay, he he is a workman. He likes to he, to watch uh, commercials about boots and um, metal buildings and and stuff like that and and tools." And then I'll watch a bunch of animal rescue videos, and he and then they think I'm a woman, and so I get to see tampon commercials and. Uh, stuff like that and then i watch a few more and they think oh no no he's a 55 plus year old woman and so i get to watch stuff about i don't even want to say because <laughs> it gets bad at this point one of them started with uh a bunch of women doing some sort of aerobics in their tight pants and and the lady said do you know that when every or two thirds of every woman over fifty five has peed their pants today, and and they turn around and all of them have peed their pants, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I'm not a woman, but if I was, I was, I still wouldn't want to see this. I don't understand. I don't understand. So yeah, YouTube uh, goes between thinking I'm I'm all kinds of different things, and then I watch gaming videos because I'm you know I like gaming. And it's always good to see somebody that's really good at, at a game. And um, they show me Nerf commercials, so they think I'm a kid. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what to do. I, I I just want, mostly want Google to realize that you can't just nail me down. I'm not any one type of person. And so far, nobody has shown me a commercial that I want to see. Um I'm just glad that all the political commercials are over because, man, before the election, um, they kept showing me all these commercials about how bad our governor was here in in, uh, Missouri. And I got mad, not at the governor, but at the person showing me all these commercials that were unskippable. And so I voted for him. I don't know anything about him. But I voted for him because I wanted to hate on the people that were showing me the daggum commercials. And uh, so I did. And I hope they learned their lesson. Don't be, sh- don't be interrupting my videos 
with a bunch of hate stuff because that's what they would say. They would say stuff that didn't even make sense. They would say uh, COVID is headed, COVID numbers are headed in the wrong direction. And so is Senator so-and-so. He's headed in the wrong direction or Governor so-and-so. And I'm like, wait a minute. What does COVID have to do with him? COVID's numbers are headed in the wrong direction. He's headed in the wrong direction. That doesn't even mean anything. Um, so uh, anyway, it was just, it was just, you know, political jargon in the way they do things, negative smear campaign kind of stuff. And I just hated it. And so I was like, I will get involved and I will respond to your ad by doing exactly what you don't want me to do. I will, I will vote for that fool. And I did. And he won. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he, 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 uh, his his opponents did not succeed with all the money they spent on unskippable ads. But I've been watching a lot of movies and TV, and so I wanted to talk to you about that. So if you're somebody that's looking for um, movies and TV to watch, I got some suggestions for you. Um, first of all, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's on Netflix, and I've only watched the first episode, but it doesn't look very good. Um, it's a sequel to the haunting of, uh, all oh, something else manner. <laughs> I'm prepared for this show. Uh, and, and that one was pretty good until the end, but this one doesn't seem like it's going to be that great. It didn't reach out and grab me, you know, like, like you want a, a spooky show to do. Um, but I probably will end up going back to it, but, um, it, it just, eh. It, 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 it's got spooky kids in it, you know, they, they do some weird stuff, but it is set in England and, um, which is always good. You know, English accents lend themselves to spooky stuff. So whatever. Uh, there's a show, a, a show It's a series, not even a TV show or a movie. It's one of those long series that Netflix is known for. It's called the Queen's Gambit. And um, it's about a girl in the 60s that uh, is really good at chess. And I haven't finished it, but I've watched like the first four to six episodes and uh, it's really good. And um, I like shows about somebody who's a genius at something, especially when they're kind of an underdog. And uh, this one's definitely like that. And uh, so it's good. Um, Another show is called evil it's on netflix it's by cbs and it is uh so far crap um i want it to be good it's not and i keep trying to wait and see if it's going to be good and i keep watching extra episodes and it keeps just letting me down the basic thing of it is is uh you got a a priest and then he is a believer in the supernatural and his job is to go around and find out if people really need to be uh, exercised or not exorcised uh, for demons and stuff. And he brings along a couple of uh, uh, devil's advocates, you know, people that are not believers and, um, and they go around and, and test the waters for the Catholic church. And it's, it's got all the right things in it. It really does. It's got a little bit of spooky in it. It's got a little bit of practical stuff in it. It's just, it's just let, it lets you down with every episode. 
And so I don't suggest it. Um, maybe give it a shot and let me know what I'm missing. If, if, if I'm missing anything, but it's just, it, it always seems like they sweep some things under the rug and there's some stuff in there. That's really good. That could be, uh, passed on to the next episode that they just, they just leave it episodic and, um, there's the, the overarching story is kind of convoluted and, and weird. And it's like, they're trying to figure it out as they go along. It's no good. Anyway, movie time. Um, there's a movie I watched called the old guard and it was pretty good. Uh, not, not, you know, like legendary good, but, but decent. It has, uh, Charlize Theron in it and they, she plays the leader of a small group of people who are immortal. And, uh, they go around and, and save people and it's pretty decent. And it's on Netflix. If I remember correctly, uh, another show we're watching, my wife and I watch this together just about every night. It's called elementary and it's on Hulu and, uh, it's about, uh, it's a modern retelling of Sherlock Holmes. And since we finished the Sherlock series, uh, that was on Netflix, we needed more Sherlock and it's not the same as, as, uh, Sherlock, but it's, it's, uh, it's decent. It's a little formulaic, but, and, and the thing that bothers me about it the most is that elementary, um, well, I, I've read every single thing that, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle ever put out, uh, about Sherlock Holmes. And the things I liked about, Sherlock Holmes is that Sherlock is the guy you call when the regular cops can't help you, you know, when it's beyond what they can do. And in elementary, he works as a consultant for the NYPD. And, um, so everything he does, in my opinion, is something that the regular cops could do. And yeah, he does, have extra insights and, you know, puts things together that they wouldn't be able to put together. But it, it's it's not as fantastical, I guess, as the books and the, um, the Sherlock's British BBC series was. But it's still good enough to sit and watch, and there's nothing wrong with it um, as far as... Uh, there's nothing you walk away going, you know, man, they really screwed this up or whatever. So, you know, that's good. Uh, another show I tried to get into and it just got too complex and I had to give it too much attention was the expanse and it's on prime. Uh, and it, it's got six, ep uh, six, uh, seasons. And I was like really excited. I'm like, it must be good. And, um, I got into the second season and there's so many characters and so much going on. And so much to keep track of that I just lost interest in it. Um, it felt like I was working hard to to keep up with the show. And I, I can't do that. I, I need something that allows me to kind of relax and just enjoy. You know, it takes me on a ride, takes me somewhere. And uh, this one, I was having to remember too many people and, and people were dying off and that was fine. But then they would bring in new people and I didn't know whether I was supposed to get to know them or not. And, and you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know. If you like The Expanse, I would be interested in hearing whether I should continue it or not. I'm like in the middle of the second season 
And, you know, the one part I do like about it is it shows the same story. Um, it, 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 in, in short, it is, you've got earthers, you've got Martians and you've got belters. Um, they're all humans. They're just people that have, uh, you know, expanded beyond living on earth. And there's people that live in the, in the asteroid belt. There's people that live on Mars and they have separated and colonized much like America did from, um, Britain and they're their own thing. Um, and there's a lot of political stuff. Uh, there's a lot of underworld kind of black market stuff going on. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, high level intrigue and spy and stuff like that. So I, I like the way it tries to attack the story and tell the story from the different positions, like the, the work, the common man, the spy, the, uh, the political people. Um, but again, it, it just, there's a lot to keep up with. And so the expanse just proved to be too, too big of an expanse for me. Um, I watched you only live twice. I think I saw that on Hulu and, uh, I'd never seen a James Bond movie with Sean Connery in it and he died. And so I felt like I owed it to him. And, um, I think I picked the worst one because it's all in, in Japan, which is fine, but they make him Japanese and they change his eyes and his face color and all this stuff to make him look Japanese. And, um, I think that's really bad. (laughs) It's really bad, especially these days. So, um, it, it wasn't a great story. It wasn't a great series. And, and, um, I, I, I think I owe it to myself to maybe watch some of the older ones. Um, but I don't know. They, I, the only ones I'd ever seen was the ones with uh, Pierce Brosnan back in my youth. And, uh, you know, so I don't know back, you know, talking about Remington Steele, Pierce Brosnan, the, the guy that we all thought should have been, uh, should have been 007 the whole time. But, uh, and then of course I had seen the ones, the new ones, the rebooted ones with, uh, what's his name in them. So, um, it, it, maybe I, maybe my, my hopes were too high. Uh, I don't know. I tried a series called truth seekers. Um, I liked the idea because it had the guys from, um, Shaun of the dead in it, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's not for me. And, uh, and then me and the kids and the wife are watching Fresh Prince. We're in season two and that's a lot of fun. Um, going back to 1990, 91 and watching television from, from that long ago and seeing what was cool. And, and there's so many references to culture back then that we, me and my wife get, but the kids don't get, but we're watching it for the kids because the kids like knowing you know the old uh the old styles and stuff and they they like uh that it's a black television show and and all this kind of stuff so um but that's on um we're having to buy each season on um on prime because the only way to to get it streamed is hbo max and we don't have that so uh 
Let's see. Sabrina. I wrote Sabrina, Sabrina down. Oh, Sabrina! It's a movie that I watched. It has Harrison Ford in it and some lady. And uh, it's from the 90s. And uh, it's PG. And it's a love story. And it's kind of out. It's kind of weird. But it was enjoyable. I watched it because I go to a website called... Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, you Watch or... I use a website and an app called Just Watch, and um, it has all of the... What it does is allow you to select what streaming services you have, and currently we have Netflix, Prime, Disney, Hulu, um, and that's it. And it'll pull up all of the new stuff that's being streamed. Uh, It'll rate it by popularity. It'll let you file it by ratings and all kinds of stuff like that and helps you find stuff to watch, basically. And again, that was JustWatch.com or the Just Watch app is what I suggest the most. And uh, Sabrina was on there as a suggested one, and I was like, okay, I'll just watch it, dadgummit. It's old as crap. It's only buried in PG, um, but we'll see. And, and it was cute. It was good. So, you know, if you want a, a good love little love story, and it's got Harrison Ford in it. He's a little old for, if you ask me, but um, it was it was good. It was it was wholesome. I'll say. How about that? And then um, I watched a show called Vivarium, and it's not for everybody. It's a slow burner. It's uh, definitely an indie film, um, but it starts with the uh, concept and the idea of the cuckoo bird, and um, it's a sci-fi movie, but. A cuckoo bird apparently lays its eggs in other nests and then leaves them there. And the bird eventually takes over the nest, even forcing the other hatchlings out of the nest and outgrows the mother and demands food and demands to be raised by the the poor little mama bird. And... um. And so the the show is kind of based off that, except with aliens. And uh, it's weird, but it's uh, it was it was worth it. It was worth watching. It just what it's not a family show, that's for sure. Uh, but I'll tell you a movie that was really really good. The best one I've watched in a while was called, and I don't know how I ever missed this. I never heard of it before. But it was on a, uh, a blog post about movies you should watch before they go off of streaming. And it was called Battle Los Angeles. And what it is, is it's military fighting aliens. And it's a good military movie. And it's a good alien movie. And um, it's, it's just really good. It's, that's all I got to say about it. It's, it's really good. Because they're saving people. And they're working with each other. And I would imagine if you were a uh, military man, you would really appreciate the uh, realism of, of the soldiers and the way they do what they're doing. Um, and if you're a sci-fi fan, you'll love the fact that they just get to go all out on these aliens. Um, it was really good. So check out Battle of Los Angeles. I think it's on... Hold on. It's on Netflix and Prime, both of them. So there you go. Uh, Moneyball. 
was another one that Just Watch suggested to me, and it was really good. The title makes it sound... I've never really been interested in it, but um, but it's about baseball, and it's about a guy, and it's based on a true story, who had a very limited budget um, and was from a team that couldn't afford a lot of great players, but he used a scientific method, a, a, a calculation method, to figure out which players uh, were under... Um, underappreciated, I guess, and which ones could get on base and which ones he could get for cheap. And uh, it kind of just goes through the year or the season that they had using this method. And um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's got Brad Pitt. It's got Jonah Hill. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um and it's the story of Oakland Athletics General Director Billy Bean's successful attempt to put together a baseball team on a budget by employing computer-generated analysis to draft his players. And yes, I read that right off of uh, JustWatch.com uh, app here. But it was made in 2011, and it's on Netflix, and it was really good. And so there you go. Um, those are all of my suggestions for right now. Because that's everything that I've watched recently. I'll tell you, I haven't been into gaming. Um, I actually bought a game um, and then returned it because I wasn't going to play it. I knew I wasn't going to play it. Uh, but I've been just mostly into watching YouTube videos lately. And um, I don't know why, but not even really that much TV. But I've been watching a little bit here and there and trying to get things done around the house. Um, trying to keep up with the podcasting and, um, been feeling, feeling good, you know, feeling happy, feeling, uh, good about myself and about who I am. And, and that's, that's about it. So, uh, I'll leave it here for now. Um, thank you for listening. And I hope to do another one next week. I'm going to try to get back on the schedule again. Um, it's it's just uh, sometimes when I haven't done it for a while, I, I feel bad about having not done it, and then I feel like I've let people down, and that people don't want to hear anything anymore, and um, and then when you sit down to actually do it, and then you try to record, and you find out you haven't been recording for twenty minutes, that kind of knocks the wind out of you. So, uh, but anyway, now you're all caught up, and you know that I'm in a good place right now. And that, uh, you know, we are, we are moving toward being more productive. That is, that is the deal. Um, I'll tell you b b before I go, uh, things that are coming up, obviously is Thanksgiving. It's coming up, um, this week, this Thursday, in just a couple of days, I hope you have a good one and a safe one. We're just staying home and cooking just the three of us or four of us. There's four of us when I count myself, uh, and that's all we're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but I hope you stay safe and don't spread the COVID. And, um, and then after that, my daughter's birthday, her 16th birthday is coming up on the 15th of December and she's going to be 16 and she's going to be want to get that license. I asked her the other day on the way home, what do you, what do you want? Uh, 
what do you want to do for your birthday? And she says, well, I don't know, because of all this COVID stuff, I wanted to do a party, but now I don't feel like it's going to be worth it because she had gone to a friend's party and that's how she got COVID. And uh, a bunch of other people got it too for going to this party. And um, she says, so I don't know. I'm just thinking about a small dinner with a couple of friends and uh, trying to save, save up money uh, for a car. And um, so I don't know. I don't know. But she's going to be 16 people, little podcast kid, little, little, you know, went potty in the garden girl is going to, going to be, uh, 16. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, it's coming around the corner and we're already trying to get Christmas lists from the kids. And it's just because I feel like Christmas is going to be a big heaping pot pain in the butt this year for some reason, because of the COVID, I think it's just going to be a huge pain. So we're trying to get everything done now. Um, and everything done online as much as possible. Excuse me. It's a little off camera sneeze there. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt for your, uh, support on Patreon and all of the other patron supporters. If you would like to support on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash GOK and sign up. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And um, it's a good way to support the show. Uh, This has been James Kennison. This has been Gospel Kennison, the audio journal of James Kennison. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.